What's up, guys? Welcome to the Built by Well podcast, where we talk about fitness and how it relates to people's everyday life, both inside and outside of the industry. I'm here today with Jessica, a former BPN, not former, sorry, fellow BPN ambassador and uh, an athlete. You're killing so many different things that you're doing. I uh, appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much, Will, and thanks for having me. I am beyond excited. Absolutely. Like I said, you're, you're, you're killing a lot of races, a lot of races. And I know you're working with Joe and I do too. And that's how, yes. that's how we kind of know each other as well. And exactly. so, uh, to open up what's, what's coming up, what have you done recently yes. and kind of what is the future of fitness for you look like? Yes. Great question to, to kick us off. Um, so I actually just got into racing. I want to say maybe two years ago, honestly, I'm kind of new to being a runner but mm -hmm. in doing that, I've completed a lot of half marathons. And then this past fall was my first actual marathon. Mm -hmm. So um, I live in Philadelphia and that was the first one for me. It was just easy. It was literally right down the street. So yeah. um, that was my first taste of marathon racing. And I absolutely loved it. It was, it scared the hell out of me to do that. Um, mm -hmm. But I wanted more than just a half marathon um, because I felt like I could do more. So yeah. I think that was the perfect race to push me. And I completed the Philadelphia one. And that is when I got in, in contact with Joe, mm -hmm. um, Aldi, who's my running coach and he, you know, you're connected to him as well. And he's yeah. awesome. And so we started prepping for the Austin marathon and I actually shaved off roughly 16 minutes of my marathon. What'd you run it in? I'm 345. Damn. So, um, I'm like happy with, I mean, I still, I want to get, you know, I want to do better, but obviously, yeah. for my second race, I honestly was thrilled with that time. Um, and then after the Austin marathon, um, again, me, I'm like, okay, what's next? I want more. I completed my first ultra marathon, which was 50 miles back in May. Brilliant. So not too much time. Um, not, not pretty recent. Um, and that was one of the most exciting days of my life. And not only that, <laughs> it was the prep that went into that. That was, um, honestly, just so rewarding and such a crazy process that I went through, but it was awesome. And so upcoming, I have the New York City Marathon in November, early November, and then mm -hmm. we're going into High Rocks late November in Dallas. Right so, after it. Not, it's not late November, by the way, guys. It's it's November 18th. It's yeah. very much so mid-November. And so okay, you're going to yeah. hit a marathon. <laughs> when, when is your when is your marathon? November 5th, November right? 5th, yeah. Okay. And then two weeks later, you're going to turn around and hit High Rocks. Yeah. 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 No, I feel you. I feel you. That's I'm awesome. <laughs> I, I, I have a half that I'm, I haven't signed up for yet cause I can't quite commit, but it's in December that I'm kind of eyeing mid December. So it'll be okay. like a month, a so month after, Yeah. but that's crazy. Those are two very different events. It is, but honestly, I've been looking at the training mm -hmm. and I really want to cut down time. So I'm really yeah. focusing on speed for marathon and honestly yeah. looking at high rocks. I mean, you know, it is like a full out sprint for that full time yeah. of doing it. So yeah. I actually think there's some like synergy in it with speed Absolutely. training. So yeah. I'm just praying that they both kind of help each other and, you know, we come out strong in, in both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning with, um, I'm also doing high rex in Dallas and I'm learning with that. It's a lot of anaerobic, which is, mm -hmm. which is rough because it's, it's just a lot is like zone four work. Yes. And you're just like living in like that death zone for an hour <laughs> yeah. to an hour and a half. And so it's pretty brutal, but it is brutal. I'm sure when, whenever you race, you're, you're in that, you know, 170 range for 
an hour at least an hour and a half for sure and so i think it's similar similar in that sense for sure yeah and is this your first high rocks yeah i've signed up for two backed out of both of them and um i don't like training for it really like i do but i don't because i have so i have adhd and so um i got really excited to sign up for it. And then I started taking my medicine again and I, I had paused taking it consistently after college for like a year and a half mm-hmm. and thinking I could do it on my own. And then, you know, when I was working for someone else, super easy, but whenever I started working for myself, I needed more time management that I yeah. struggle with. And so I took it again and it raises my heart rate. And then I would train for the race with an already elevated heart rate. And it was just pissing me off. Cause like, I was just like, I was dying, you know, yeah. and I still am, but, um, I've been on it now for a little bit over a year and you know, it still sucks because yeah. on the race day, I won't take it obviously, but training for it, I do. And so That's it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Just gotta, oh just gotta, gosh. just gotta get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm excited to see you in Dallas. I think Absolutely. It's- yeah. So, so you have the, the full marathon. And, you know, two weeks and then after, after in two weeks later you have high rocks. And so, uh, with that, how do you balance the nine to five with it? And so what is like something that you struggle with and what's something that you do really well when it comes to, you know, building in all that prep time for an event, whenever, for two events, when you're, when you're working as much as you are. Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think that also came into play with the ultra marathon training too, is, um, Mm -hmm. So my, my nine to five is pretty flexible. I'd say it's like, it's hybrid. So I'm in the office twice a week and then the rest of the days I work from home. So I definitely have more time, I think, to train. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I do have pretty good time management as far as like getting my work done. Like, okay, I got this to do today. I'm going to finish <laughs> it and then get my training in somehow. And usually, honestly, I wake up predominantly either between four or 5 a.m. either to coach and then work out or just work out myself. So I honestly find, (laughs) yeah, it's hard, but once you get in the habit, it's like, okay. Yeah. And I feel like having that full, almost like day before your day starts, Mm -hmm. I'm able to just like get everything done that I want to do and focus in on myself and be fresh then. And -hmm. then the rest of the day will come and whatever it is, like, at least I got my training done. Um, So time management is something that you're good at. What's something that you struggle with? Yes. I would say my struggle with most is getting in my head. And even when I'm training, I think I stress my, I add more stress to myself um, when I don't necessarily perform to where I want to be or what I, what I, you know, the goal is for that day. I think that creates extra stress on me on top Mm -hmm. of work, um, which I still, I'm working on with Joe, but I think that's like one of the hardest things. And I think a lot of people struggle with that too. It's just like, you know, when you don't reach a certain goal or a set plan every single day, Mm -hmm not daily, but you know, once a week or twice a week, if your plan calls for something, you don't necessarily hit it that day. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, damn, like that really sucks. And then, you know, you overthink it and you're like, okay, am I going to hit my goal for race day? So I think it's just like getting out of my head more um, and just kind of going with the plan and trusting the process more. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's it. And when it comes to those workouts and you have like splits, you're trying to hit, whether it's high rocks or running, yeah. and you don't hit them. It's, it's a, it's a slippery slope because you're like, okay, well then like next week is set back now because I didn't hit this number. And so it's kind of like a, like I said, a slippery slope in that sense of, you know, the, the mental side of it's challenging because I, I wasn't an athlete in high school growing up. Cause I, you know, mm-hmm. had a lot of confidence issues. I played basketball like in middle school, but not anything in high school, 
but I'm very competitive with myself and not as much with other people as I used to be. I can't play like basketball at lifetime because that then it'll kick in. And I'm like fighting with like 15 year olds about like a call, like, like, like ridiculous. And so I just don't, I don't even try anymore, but, um, I'm very competitive with myself in the sense of I have high expectations and when you, when you don't hit them, that's, it's challenging. And mm-hmm. so what's, what's some of the positive self-talk, you know, cause Joe's super big with that. And I know that he's very big, like mindset coach sounds cliche and I don't like it. it sounds really mm-hmm. like clickbaity, but, uh, a life coach sounds just as bad, but yeah. nonetheless, he helps a lot with, you know, helping recenter. And, um, I know some of that is like, like the self-talk that you have to do with your, on your own. And so whenever you say you, you miss, say you're doing both, right. You're training for high rocks and your marathon the same day, you miss both of them. And then you have a bad day at work. Yeah. What's the positive self-talk that you engage in to kind of hype yourself up and get yourself back on track? I think there's a a few things that I do and maybe it's not necessarily talking as much as like habits. And I think Mm -hmm. actually taking time to journal and still look around and realize what I have to be grateful for Mm -hmm. um, and what I've done to get to where I am today. I think that gives me a lot of perspective where I can't beat myself up over one day because Mm -hmm. grand scheme of things, you know, when I look back on just like the fitness aspect in the last year, like I've done everything that I've wanted to do and I've proved to my body and myself that I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one bad day is not going to derail me from hitting another goal. Um, no. And the other thing I do actually, which kind of goes in with that is I look back on pictures a lot or videos or whatever I have, um, mm-hmm. even on Instagram, I'll look back on my reels sometimes and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I did that. And I'm really, I'm proud of that, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think it's like just that constant reminder that even on your bad days, it's important to like, look back at what you did and realize your potential and, and realize that you have so much ahead of you. And Mm -hmm. even though that's hard, it's really hard to get out of your head. I think Joe has helped me with that a ton to just realize, okay, let's take a step back. Let's take a deep breath and let's realize you have so much good going on right now. And I think you need to see that. Mm -hmm. And one bad day is not going to stop you from a 14 week, 12 week prep, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think that a uh, big part of it is like looking back and giving yourself credit where you did well. Yes. Um, I, I struggle with that business business wise, big time. Like personal training is my career. And sometimes I feel like it's my personality and I'm mm-hmm. trying to work on it, not being my personality because I'm not what I do. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more than that. But a big part of the industry is, you know, portraying on social media and, you know, and showing the highlights, of course, no one's going to show when they lost a client. And so it's, um, that's something that I've learned is like, like I'm, I'm in a really good spot. Like I'm killing it for myself. Like I I really am. And I don't, I don't feel like I am most of the time because I'm not where I want to be obviously. And so, um, I think looking back, looking back and giving, and giving yourself credit and the, the photos and videos helps. I agree Mm -hmm. with that. Absolutely. And I feel like, and even more so recently that this conversation has come up with so many different conversations I've had with friends and family mm-hmm. and everything. It's like, I don't think we look back enough to realize like where we started our journey, yeah. even from a business perspective outside of just fitness. I mean, to start your own business is in itself a massive accomplishment. And then mm-hmm. to be successful is even bigger. And I know that so many have so many people have all these aspirations, obviously, to grow and grow and grow. But I think mm-hmm. 
you know, taking a present day and just looking and being where your feet are to say, shit, like I actually did all of this <laughs> right now to get to where I am today. Like that is so impressive. And I think uh, a lot of people don't do that enough. No, I agree. And I think, I think a big, a big part of it is, you know, the people that you have in your life, you know, I've learned at least, you know, it sounds super cliche again to say this, like whenever mm -hmm. you people in the fitness industry don't live like a lot of other people do. And it's not like I don't drink yeah. or I don't go out or whatever, but I just have my priorities are just a little different. And so a big part of that is my relationship and, and, and the sense of, you know, having someone who also is working really hard in the gym and she has her own mm -hmm. goals. She's considering, um, you know, racing in high rocks with me as well. That's and, awesome. um, you know, she has a nine to five, she has a full-time job and, mm -hmm. you know, she has to deal with me and I, she comes home and I have all this energy. Right. And so I think a, a big part of, you know, staying in that positive headspace is, is, you know, who you're dating and how you're dating them. And so tell me a little bit about, about your boyfriend. I'm not sure if y'all live together or not. Yes. Like, like I do with Victoria, but I know it plays a big role. And so tell me a little bit about like how he helps you and kind of like what y'all's challenges are. Cause I'm sure, you know, each couple has their own in the sense of, you know, it's hard to make time for date night or it's, yeah. you know, whenever you own your own business, I work some weekends and that gets challenging. Cause then we go mm -hmm. a whole week and a half without spending time together. So tell me a little bit about like, like the things that, that it helps with when it comes to like how it helps you stay on your goals with health and fitness mm -hmm. and then some of the challenges y'all face. So I'll start out with the most amazing things. And I'll say that Justin, who I'm dating, um, he has been one of the first and few people who has challenged me in mm -hmm. every single sense to just keep finding more potential that I have. Yeah. And to me, he's been like, honestly, the biggest compliment in my life mm -hmm. to, I think we do a lot of things on our own and we see what we want in life, but to have someone who equally wants the same type of thing and to push mm -hmm. you further yeah. has just been honestly amazing. And I think that's one of the best things in our relationship is that number one, we understand each other as far as like fitness and priorities. Like we're both head on and, you know, being the best version of who we are. And that's mm -hmm. like priority to us. Um, and having someone who is able to see that and realize that I think we align on what our priorities are on a daily basis to where, you know, sometimes we got to put, put ourselves first. And I think we're really accepting and supportive of that, um, which is awesome. And, you know, we race together, we train together, we do all of that, which is awesome. And he's similar to you. He owns his own gym and runs his own business. And he's also a instructor um, at Barry's. So he does hit classes in the city. And then, you know, I'm the almost like your girlfriend. I do the nine to five, but I'm also a trainer and I, and I train she myself. Is as well. so, yeah. 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 So it's a mix of both. And I think what you said it's definitely a struggle because him and I both are very much so on the go 24 seven. Um, yeah. so it's really hard to find that time. And, you know, we definitely struggled here and there with finding time to really just like be present, put all the distractions in the phones and the clients and everything away yeah. and just spend time with us. And I know that's a huge ask, especially when you're an entrepreneur, because that's your lifeline. That's your business. You have to be responsive and you have to talk to people 24 seven. Yeah. So, 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just finding a balance of that. And we've had conversations and I think one of our better traits is just communicating that and really being respectful of what each of us needs. Yeah. Um, do y'all live on your own or do y'all live together? So we live on our own, but we're actually moving in together. August hey, everything so. changes. Everything's yeah. changing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Great. That's awesome. that. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. think 
the one thing that we do struggle with is the time. And I think once we move together, I think it'll be at least better to just yeah. have that hour, yeah. two hours in the evening. Absolutely. We- and I feel like that's something that, that her and I have learned. We've lived together for quite a while now and I just bought a house. And that's one thing that we've learned is like, it's super easy to overlook that time of just getting home, eating dinner before bed together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, 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 it's not as long as we would like, but you know, I leave, I have clients starting at seven. And so I, I'm out of the house by like six thirty in the morning and she leaves at nine thirty, and she doesn't get back until five thirty. And then if she works out, she doesn't get back until eight. Right. And so we yeah. don't have, like, I go to bed at 11. We don't have that much time. Right. And right. so I, I've learned that like that time, that little hour, you know, I, I don't like to talk while I eat. Cause then I, I can't do both. Cause I have ADHD. I can't focus. And so yeah. we don't necessarily talk while we eat, but we'll like put on something that we're binging or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's, and then something that we've implemented lately is like putting our phones away, like especially, yeah. especially me. Cause I'll always respond back to clients. Cause that's, you know, you want to be responsive, but at the same time, you know, burnout's very real. And, you know, having a balance isn't something that just happens like you have to create it. And so that's something that I've learned as well that helps with with that. But um, I'm super excited for y'all. Y'all, yeah, That's going to be fun. Yes. No, we're so excited. I honestly can't wait. And I think um, just going back to like who you surround yourself with, like I, mm. I met Justin a little bit ago now, and it's just like amazing to see having someone so supportive and so aligned to who you are is just yeah. awesome. But I'm curious to ask too, like your boundaries and like how you guys were able to kind of navigate between like, you know, really allocating time to each other. Like, was that just multiple conversations you guys had or like, what was that like? Um, I, you know, it's conversations, arguments, you know, bickering, all the, all the little things it's, uh, it's challenging because her and I are, we have, our love languages are different. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a physical touch kind of person. She's more of like a acts of service. And so we're, we're very similar we're very headstrong. We're very stubborn, um, mm-hmm. but we're, but we're very different, like in how we were brought up and, and things like that. And so, um, sorry, say your question again. I guess just like figuring out like what boundaries for work and relationship, like how you uh, guys got to where you are as yeah. far as time for each other. Yeah. Ba- as far as boundaries go, I think it's something that's ever, it's ever changing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the online business. I have in person. I'm starting a group class here soon that not anyone knows about yet, but it's coming soon here in San Antonio. And um, then I'm also trying to do a nutrition course and I have all these things and I I do better with more. Like if I don't have a lot going on, I find that it's super easy for me to get lazy. Mm -hmm. And so I do better with more and that doesn't really stay in line with, you know, us having time together. And so I would say boundaries have been ever changing and it's more so I feel like with me, um, you know, putting my phone away at a certain time, like stop responding to clients after nine. Right. And then putting my phone on do not disturb, but like putting it away. Cause if I don't put it away, then I'm going to end up texting them back. And you know, she's like a scroller and so she'll scroll on her phone a lot and it drives me insane. Um, uh, because she just, and she can just keep going. And so she's, yeah, absolutely. And so we've, we've both decided, you know, putting our phones away and it doesn't happen all the time, but you know, when we're both noticing that we're both not paying attention to each other, mm-hmm. just like put the phones away. And then, um, something that's helped recently is having weekends back. And so mm-hmm. I used to do all my check-ins on the weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, I would oh, do wow. my online client check-ins on Saturday and Sunday. 
And that made it hard because, you know, I was doing, I was on my, in front of my computer for four hours on Saturday and on Sunday. And then I probably need to work out and then we probably want to sleep in and then we need to get groceries. We need to clean. We need to do all these chores. We need to meal prep, all this stuff. And it wasn't leaving us so much time. Yeah. And so, um, recently I've stopped. I, I do my best to not take sat, like Saturday or Sunday check-ins this week. I have to do a few hours on Saturday cause of the holiday, but nonetheless, yeah. um, that's been a good boundary is like having weekends and cause we both feel off track when we didn't meal prep or our, our the house isn't clean or, you know, we didn't have a date night or, or yeah. stuff like that. And we're yeah. super easy to just like veg out on the couch and just, mm-hmm. just watch, watch sons of anarchy like we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, trying our best to like be proactive about date nights and not reactive. Like when we're already like, you know, it's been too yeah. long. Yeah. And so yeah, being proactive about date nights and then me working on being more available, like on weekends because she, she likes spending time together and wants me mm-hmm. to be present in that. And so those are some of the things yeah, that we work on. Yeah. I think those are all so relatable to everyone. It's like, we're all so busy, but it's like time. Time is literally everything. It's like how we spend our time yeah. is so challenging. I think that's like the biggest challenge for a lot of people, a lot of relationships, especially in fitness because mm-hmm. it is so time consuming. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say the industry is definitely different for guys and girls, right? Because yeah. guys can educate more and girls can motivate more, right? Mm-hmm. I would say, but that's yeah. Pretty good way of saying that. But, um, and so with that being said, you know, a lot of, I'm not going to call anybody out, but a lot of women in the industry chose to go and guys included, right. Chose to go the more sex appeal route, right. Guys having their shirts off, just flexing all the time or, or girls posting in whatever clothes that they choose to. And that kind of being the focus of their page. And Mm so, um, one thing that I've, that I've known about you is that that's not so much what you do at all. And mm-hmm. so with that being said, you know, you're a BPN ambassador and yeah. you're in the, you're in the industry, right? You coach at F45, mm-hmm. you're more so than just an influencer, but you also work at 95. Yes. And so with that being said, what are some challenges that you've seen as a woman in the fitness industry and how do you, how did you decide to kind of go about your route? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, well, I think there's like a few things that I think like fitness related. So I think number one in the fitness industry, um, being a, a trainer, I will say, I have seen a lot of women uneducated about what it means to fuel themselves and what mm-hmm. it means to properly have the right exercise habits and eating habits. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily in the fitness industry, but it's the people that I'm coaching and honestly, some fitness trainers too, I've seen. So I think it's like, those are one of like, honestly, the top two biggest issues that I've seen that I really hope to help create and help spread awareness around like a balanced, healthy approach to fueling for performance in the right way and not Mm -hmm. overperforming to the point where you're not allowing yourself to recover and progress, yeah. but also, you know, making sure that you're eating to do exactly what you hope to do for activity purposes. So that's like number one. And, um, unfortunately I struggled with a minor eating disorder, but also orthorexia with just being obsessed with working out. And I think a lot of instructors kind of go through that phase. I don't want to generalize that statement, but I would say me too. Yeah. I get anxious when I can't, like, it's not, it's not healthy. It's not healthy, but like, that's our life. And that's what we look forward to every day. And Mm -hmm. it's just like trying to get through that. And that's like a mental game in itself. And those two Mm -hmm. things are 
very important to me that I help other people with. But outside of that, I think specifically around females, I don't feel like there's a lot of hybrid athlete female like awareness out there. Like I think Mm -hmm. to be fit nowadays, like for females, I see a lot of just like working out bodybuilding or I see a lot of like Pilates where I don't yeah, necessarily, yeah, there's no, there's no in right, between. There's no, yeah. like, I don't really see a huge mix in between. And like, for me, yeah. that's where I love putting myself in the middle of that and just mm-hmm. like having fun with, yeah, I race and do all these other things, but I also love F45 and doing hit training. Like I don't necessarily bodybuild, but for me, like my goal is not necessarily like a physique, but more of just like, I want to be able to do all these things, but predominantly I want to feel good. Like I want to feel my yeah. best. I want to feel like I can perform in all these areas. So mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. And I think it's different. And I hope that a lot of females kind of see that in a way that kind of motivates them that they can do more than just, I'm not saying lifting weights is terrible, but you can <laughs> do more than just going to the gym. Like you can run races and do all these challenging things that are yeah. really exciting for what your, you know, your potential is, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's a few questions I want to piggyback off of yeah. there, but since we're talking about you know, the exercise stuff, many people would call you a, like a cardio bunny. Like you do, like it's hit, it's you know, 50 miles, it's high rocks, it's yeah. you know, a marathon, a half marathon, all cardio. High rocks mm-hmm. is all cardio. Yeah. People are like, no, it's strength. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's cardio. <laughs> it's strength fast. And yes. so um, with that being said, what would you say, you know, since weightlifting isn't a focus, right? And for me, mm-hmm weightlifting was a focus because I grew up skinny and I was unconfident. And then I gained a lot of muscle and, you know, weight in general. And yeah. now I'm just like different mentally. And so, but at a certain point, weightlifting didn't satisfy my brain anymore. Like not that it became easy, but I decided I didn't want to do like physique shows. Cause I know myself mentally and I've, if I prepare for 12 or 16 weeks for something, and then it's up to someone's opinion, I'm going to, I'll lose my shit. Like if I, yeah. if I think I won, that's hard. And they, and they yeah. didn't tell me that I did. We're going to have a problem. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, and I know that about myself. And so that's why I didn't, you know, but, and I don't want to Olympic lift cause I just don't enjoy that. And so for yeah. me, it became a thing like, okay, yeah, like I need, I need weights primarily, right? I need mm-hmm. weights to kill that skinny guy. I feel like I have to kill him every day, like mentally and physically. Yeah. So that way I don't feel weak or I don't feel like that lack of confidence anymore, but I do cardio more so because it's challenging like the hit stuff it's challenging but i enjoy that more but running like i i don't enjoy running mm-hmm. i enjoy running when i'm done with it i enjoy the idea of it and every once in a while i'll enjoy it while i'm doing it but most yeah. of the time that's not happening and so no. you know you do the 50 miles you're doing high rocks you've done a half marathon you're, you're gonna do a full marathon like you've already done a full marathon Mm-hmm. What's the side like in weightlifting? It doesn't have to be like you want to compete or whatever. What's something yeah. that you can see yourself gravitating towards to challenge yourself? So actually, honestly, uh, to be transparent right now, I think I'm challenging myself from a strength perspective. So mm-hmm. I actually work with Joe and he gives me like not only a running schedule, but strength days as well. Absolutely. And even with all this cardio, to be honest, I've never lifted heavier in my entire life right now. Yeah. Um, and I think keeping that progression of, um, increasing, you know, the weight until I need to taper down for marathon prep. I will do that. But I think Mm -hmm. challenging myself every week to just like 
keep on lifting heavier. And obviously if I fail, I fail, but I'm yeah. going to keep going on that. I think yeah. because that obviously accelerates the running, the everything else that I'm doing. Um, mm. Honestly, it, it boosts my confidence, to be honest, like being able to do that. And, you know, like lifting weights changes your physique mm-hmm. in insane ways, you know? Absolutely, yeah. um, so I think that's really exciting. So honestly, like, I do feel like I stretch myself every week, like lifting heavier and heavier and Justin and Joe, um, my boyfriend. <laughs> Make sure coach, you do. Yeah, yeah. Have helped me push me in that direction as well, which honestly I'm so thankful for too. Yeah. Awesome. And so, um, uh, the other question I had is I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you're comfortable diving into the kind of eating, eating disorder yeah. or whatever, but it's, it's a super common thing and yeah. it's, it's a super common thing that's not talked about. Right. Like I wouldn't say a lot of people have like diagnosed eating disorders cause you'll know, but, um, people, women especially struggle with eating because, you know, our parents were of the skinniest pretty generation and yeah we are a product of our parents. Like everyone tries to say that they're not, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. And so, and the, you know, their parents, like our parents' parents was even more so skinny is pretty right. You know, cut Absolutely. carbs, eat less, eat less, look better. Right. Yeah. My mom, my mom drives me insane. I, I can't, mm-hmm. I, it drives me insane. Cause she'll just like, she'll eat very little and she's fine with it. Like she's, she's chilling. Like that's just how she yeah, kind of yeah, operates. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. how did you bounce back from that? And, you know, what, what did you learn about yourself then that you didn't know? Well, I'll definitely say, I think going back to your point, I think it was just kind of how we've grown up in our society that for females, you are beautiful if you are a size zero and you can be this like rail thin, like all the models and all the posters, obviously that's changing. That really is. And I, I really respect that. Um, but I think it goes back to like where you grow up too. And like, my parents have had similar comments with like, oh my God, you're really muscular. Like what's going on? And, you know, you get in your head cause like you feel good and like you can do all these things, but then, mm-hmm. you know, the people you love don't see that because they were never brought up that way. And now mm-hmm. we're brought up differently. So there's always been this like tension, um, of trying to meet in the middle with like how I feel and how, you know, I love my parents to death, but that's not <laughs> how they are, you know? But going back to the eating disorder, I think I just got in this rhythm of, you know, in my head, I told myself like, oh, you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. You need to be so skinny, like da, 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 da. And to the point where I just like, honestly would try not to eat during the day. Um, I would eat like, you know, two meals and then have like a tiny, tiny, like it was not even enough for what I was doing because I was still working out at the time. Um, But I was just trying to kind of shrink myself as small as possible, um, which I don't even know really what my end goal was, um, Mm -hmm. other than to kind of feel good about myself. But I think the more I got caught up in it, the worse I felt and the more I picked apart myself even more. Um, and it's just, it's so hard because I think it's so common and it's honestly just so mental. Like it is a mental illness and thankfully I didn't have it as bad as I know so many, even like some my friends had it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, it's really, really sad. And I think honestly, it's only going to get worse with social media because everyone's just scrolling, comparing themselves to other people. And like you said, a lot of influencers show off their bodies and, you know, and that's great. If that's what you want to do, obviously go ahead. But I think it's hard for some people to look at that and then compare themselves and not necessarily take it. They just like try and piece themselves apart with just mm-hmm. like trying to look like someone else. Right. 
And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of when, when you get in your head and if you take it the wrong way, you can get into those really bad habits. And I think that kind of accelerated my whole, you know, eating disorder and orthorexia. Yeah. But I think I actually did work with a macro coach. Um, and honestly, that was the best thing I ever did for myself. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think I realized that I was getting really tiny. And, um, I was like, you know, I still, I want to look good. Like I want to get some type of curve. Like I want to look like I used to some type Um, of curve. Yeah. Yeah. Something. So, um, I actually had a really good coach. He actually lives in Texas. And I think the macro tracking helped me at least to understand, like, this is what I should be consuming. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly like opposite of what I am consuming. Yeah, exactly. I think it just comes, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think it comes back to just like the education of just understanding what we need in our bodies as far Mm -hmm. as like how much protein you should have, carbs. Like, and I was so scared at first to eat the carbs that he was telling me to because I (laughs) I don't know, like I can't. And initially you, you, initially you bloat and then you're like, well, this is exactly what I didn't want to happen. Right. And that's everybody ever. Um, That's exactly. Yeah. My, um, I didn't go to school to be a dietitian or a nutritionist because I wasn't interested in it. It had organic chemistry and it just had like a bunch of fucking compounds and shit that I just didn't really care about. But whenever I I finished with my exercise science degree, had a wellness minor. So I learned about nutrition. I took some courses, but it wasn't my, Mm -hmm. you know, certified my degree. But I went through the precision nutrition certification and it's a year long. So the first one you could get level one and then the second one is a year long. And it's, it's, it's all about habit change and psychology. And like, I was getting frustrated during the certification because I was like, okay, well, where's the nutrition information, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, they're like, you learned all the nutrition information in, in level one. Like people can go online and find that information all day. What what changes is when you have a coach that teaches you how to implement it, right? Because mm-hmm. we learned all this about the Civil War, the American, American War, like World Wars, fucking in Texas. Texas history was like a whole year you know, statistics, calculus, yeah. all this shit that we don't yeah. use, right? right? You never, like day to day, you're not going to use any of that shit if your job doesn't have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so a big part of it, like you said, is just a lack of education. It's, you know, you can look online and see what that person's eating, right? You can see what I'm eating in one of my, what I eat in a day videos, but, and then they'll take it, run with it. Oh, he's eating 3000 calories. I want to look like that. I need to eat that. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not, it's not that simple. Right. I was mm-hmm. going over this yesterday in the sense of time versus money is a thing, right? Like I will hire a paint. I'm going to hire someone to come and paint this room, the living room and the, and the garage. Cause I'm putting a home gym in. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had a, a buddy of mine like, why don't you just paint? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like I know myself, like I'll look at that wall forever and I'll never forgive myself for it. And I'll just keep yeah. painting it and I'll just keep, you know, trying to fix it. And it'll take me way too long. Right. And at the end of the day, will it get done? Yeah. But will it get done? Well, question mark and then how much is that going to cost you know as a time time cost and money right like yeah. how much am i going to waste 100%. and so a big part that you know you know hiring a coach is an investment in the sense of like you can go on youtube and learn all this eventually mm-hmm. or you're going to make a lot of mistakes you're going to waste a lot of time you're going to waste a lot of money and um so what what made you go and hire a coach right because that's not something that normal people will do though yeah. youtube university themselves to death and mm-hmm. so what got you to go hire a coach and um, what would you look for in working with someone on on nutrition um, yeah. after working with them? 
Yeah. I mean, I think bottom line, investing in yourself is one of like the best things I've ever done for me. Um, and I think it goes back to just like the education. And I think what's what sprung me to finally get a coach was just like, I literally tried everything and I was like, why am I not doing this? Why is it not working for me? Why am I not seeing my body tone up? Like all this stuff, because I was literally just piecemealing my diet Mm -hmm. from whatever I was seeing everyone else do. And mind you, our bodies are totally different. Our exercise habits were totally different, but I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, she looks so good. I'm going to eat what she eats. (laughs) And eventually I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, why can't I do it? So I you do it for like, would, would you do it for like a week or two? Like how, like how long would you actually do something consistently? Probably like not even enough time, probably like two or three weeks. And I'd be yeah, like, okay, wait, dude, what's going uh, on? St- story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Like you need time to actually see results. But, exactly. um, so I finally invested in myself and got a coach and it was honestly so great. It was, you know, expensive. Um, so I only did it for, I'd probably say like six to eight months but in that time span like i saw my body transform like it Mm -hmm. was nuts we would take pictures every single week and to take that first picture i saw and the last one that we did together i was like holy shit like i did that and it was honestly just food like he gave me workouts for sure but just to see like the nutrition side of what can you can do to your body Mm -hmm. through that was like mind-blowing to me um and i'd say like when looking for a coach, I think it's important to have a few conversations before you get involved. Um, because like, I've been blessed with two amazing coaches. Joe is unreal, same way, but I think it goes back to, and I actually talked about this to Joe this past week is just like, um, having the best intentions for you, um, is super important and Mm -hmm. making time for you. Like you're paying all this money. I wanted someone to be there whenever we needed to talk and mainly like if I needed them and just the support system. And that's a Mm -hmm. lot on a coach and a trainer, but at the same time, when you're paying that, that price, um, that's what I always looked for. And honestly, I, I created like such great relationships with my coaches because it was just like this whole support trust. And like, honestly, it's like, they're there for you, but you're almost there for them. Like, it's just like a mutual great relationship. And, um, I think that's number one, Mm-hmm. has always been so important for me. It's just like making sure that they have my best interest in mind um, is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people pay for a coach and don't talk to them or like <laughs> tell them like, Hey, like I had a really bad day. Like mentally I'm really on myself right now. And that's something I almost have to like pull out of my clients. I'm like, okay, but right. like, how was your week? Okay. But like how, why was that day bad? Okay. Like what exactly happened? Like, and meanwhile, I'm looking at all their data. Like I know, I know yeah. what they didn't do or what they did, mm-hmm. you know, food wise. Like I can mm-hmm. see, okay, you had this for dinner and you don't normally have this and it brought your fat up like 50 grams. And then, and then the next days after that, we're all bad. Cause you just, you know, it's a slippery slope. And right. so a big part of it is, you know, uh, coaching is like people are like oh you're like a therapist and like yeah but like yeah not really right it's different yeah. how it applies to health right mm-hmm. and um but like your personal relationships of you going through a breakup you know i don't need to know the extent of what happened but knowing that you went through one like like one of my clients he uh had to unfortunately go through a divorce and he had a, a bad situation happen and you know that's all he had to say i was like oh okay like i, I like i totally understand and yeah. um 
you know, a big part of it I've learned is, you know, it's, it's hard to be vulnerable, even if you're paying that person to, to, to do exactly what mm-hmm. you're doing. It's hard to, you know, be vulnerable and be open to talking about that. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing, but honestly, even with Joe, like Joe is just my running coach, but I swear to God, every He'll single call we have, you. Yeah. Oh yeah. It goes way deep than just running. But honestly, like, and I've said this to him, like, I always feel like I just had like the best therapy session whenever we get off our calls because yeah. whatever's triggering or top of mind for me somehow gets out of my mouth and to mm-hmm. Joe. And it's just like having those conversations to me with my coach is so important because I, he's always, always there and somehow knows exactly what to say every single time. So like hearing the other side, even from you, like I'm sure it's so much and at times overwhelming, but at the same time, I'm sure like it serves you so well to know that like you're showing up for so many people and like they value the time that you give them. And honestly, they probably look forward to talking to you every single day, you know? I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's the, it's the investment that like, I ask myself sometimes like, why am I paying someone just to, just to do this? Right. And mm-hmm. then you, you get off the call and then you're like, no, but like I, I, I show up better when I fill up my cup and it's something that I didn't do when I was younger. And part of why I was so passive and not confident and didn't play the sports that I wanted to, I didn't play football because my brother played football and him and I didn't get along when we were younger. Yeah. And so like, I love football and I, you know, I obsess over it just like every other man in, yeah. in America does. And <laughs> it's one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't even try because I, I didn't, I, I, I wouldn't even try. Right. And so part of, part of that, that I've learned through, you know, investing in myself is, you know, a lot of people struggle with being selfish and, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard it all. Whenever I bring that up, people are like, Oh, don't, you don't want to be a selfish person. At the end of the day, I'm going to show up better for you if I show up for myself. Right. Like, it's something that probably won't happen, but I swear on my, on my life will, like, I don't want to have kids until financially I can afford to have like a full-time nanny. Like I know Mm -hmm. myself and I know what I struggle with. And I know that if I, if I stress myself out, I'm going to take it out on them or I'm going to be less of a dad or et cetera, et cetera. Right. And people are like, yeah, you can plan, you can plan these things all you want until it actually happens. And I'm like, yeah, but nonetheless, I know me and I know if I paint my walls, I'm going to just, it's going to be horrible. Like I know if I try to fix my own toilet, it's not going to happen. And that's part of why I've had a coach every, I've had my own business for three years and I've had a coach every single month of that, like for my own fitness. Right. Cause like I know how indecisive I am and I show Mm -hmm. up to the gym and it's just a playground. Right. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And then I end up working out and not training. And then I end up not checking off boxes and then it, that makes me feel bad. Right. So as a coach, I always have my own coach and sometimes I rotate through coaches. I don't think I've ever, I've never had Joe train me, but I've always had a coach. And so, um, you know, being a coach at 45, right. Not sure if you're going to ever end up taking your career anymore Mm -hmm. than that. Um, what entices you to take that on in addition to your full-time job? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what have you learned about the fitness industry that you didn't know when you weren't a coach? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll say I first got into coaching, honestly. So I've always been into fitness, like I always played a sport, always did something. Um, and I moved to Philly and I had at the time it was still like right after COVID. So, um, things were kind of coming back to normal, but I was still work from home. And I was like, I have too much time in the morning and evening not to fill it up. And I'm the same as you where I do better when I have more. 
Um, so when I have so much to do, I am like dialed in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, this. And that's when I like, I'm really good at my time management. Mm -hmm. So right now I have so many things going on, like outside of just coaching and work, but that's how I work my best. So, um, at the time when I was working remote, I was like, well, what can I do? That's fun. That like will actually like serve me. And, um, so I just applied to be a coach. I got my certification and, um, being a coach has been one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done. Um, I swear, not only has it like helped me be more confident in who I am, I think just from the relationships that I've built and people looking at me for advice has somehow made me more confident and just kind of mm -hmm. how I feel. Um, and honestly, seeing people watch their progress to me is so like serving because I, I love seeing people's potential and pushing them harder and harder. And sometimes people look at me like, just what the fuck? Like, why are yeah. you making me do this? You know, <laughs> like, no, because you can, like, you can do that. And when they do it, they're like, okay, shit, like I actually can. And like, to me, that's so awesome. And I've loved that. And not only that, it's actually allowed me to like practice public speaking and like talk in front of 40 people every morning. Like I, there's so many good things that have come out of that. And mm -hmm. honestly, nothing bad. Like I've loved it and I will continue to do some sort of coaching for however Absolutely. long I possibly can. Um, but some things I've learned in the industry that I didn't know, I guess it, it's just like competition. Like I think it's very competitive to be in the fitness space. Um, as much as I love being in a community and I'm not necessarily like in competition with anything, but I think even like studios in Philly, it's really hard. There's so much competition with one another and, you know, you have to draw the line between like business and relationships. And mm -hmm. I think that's really hard. It's hard to build a business and also have so many connections elsewhere because at the same time you you're in charge of your ship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think watching that, not, not necessarily being directly in it, but it is like cutthroat. Um, so yeah. it's crazy. And I'm sure, I mean, like, even though you don't have like a physical presence, right? Like, like a like a gym necessarily yeah. like you are still your brand and you are mm -hmm. showing up and trying to get more clients and do all of that and like it's hard to compete out there you know yeah yeah and that's something that i've considered dabbling in that i've kind of looked okay. at recently yeah. and it's just it's totally opposite in the direction of where i was going right online training gives you the ability to scale really right. well and not lock you in one place right like the mm -hmm. ultimate dream is for me to make I have a certain number that I, that I want to make. And whenever okay. I'm doing it for six months, I would really like to just take off and like live in different places for like, you know, three months, six months at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just something I've always wanted to do that awesome. you know, I've told myself that I can do and, you know, or opening a brick and mortar location in San Antonio is totally opposite. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, um, but at the end, at the end of the day, you know, it is very competitive. I'm I'm glad that that's something you learned. Um, and I think where you know a lot of people can can relate to you is that like a big part of your life is the nine to five, right? Yeah. And and so you know, I know you only go in the office twice twice a week, and then you're at home the rest. And so you know, work from home, a lot of people will will, will relate and understand. At least you know. <laughs> they have to be at home from nine to five, right? You can go work out after yeah. maybe during like a lunch break or whatever, mm -hmm. but right. You're running, you're training for high rocks. You have a nine to five, you coach at 45. Take me through a day where you're going into work. Yeah. And okay. what do you do well? And what do you struggle with on those days? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's good. 
So I get up at like 4.30, 5 a.m. I'm up. I'm ready to go. I always, if I'm not coaching those days, I am working out. So I usually, Tuesdays, I have a speed run or tempo run. So I'll be running. Do you eat before it? I do not. Okay. I have coffee and I get out there and run. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, no worries. (laughs) The nights before, I usually eat a pretty decent bulky meal. So I feel pretty good. Um, and then it's like roughly six to eight miles. I get back, shower, get on the road as quick as I can. And I have an hour commute. Um, so do you eat eat between workout and commute? So I eat in the car, Okay. (laughs) which is not safe, (laughs) but I do that. It's the time, most time efficient thing. So I I eat in the car, get to work. Um, and then my day's pretty busy as far as meetings, um, in the office. So it's pretty Mm -hmm. much a full day of meetings. Around noon, though, I try and walk outside. So, like, that's been my always, always habit since COVID. I walk at least 30 minutes every day. Like, not non-negotiable. I'm yeah. walking somehow. Um, okay. And for me, it's just, like, it's a space where I'm not distracted. I don't need to do anything, especially sitting down in the office. I'm so, like, if that's during your lunch break, though, when do you eat? So, I usually eat after that or before either at my desk or I make time and like go meet people and so like, like an hour and you give yourself like 30 minutes to eat 30 minutes to walk. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I find flexibility in that. And then, you know, I'm working until five, usually in the office, sometimes six, I get back and, um, I'm actually getting a, a certification at the university of Penn, um, in Philly. So my nights usually consist of studying a little bit and then maybe getting on another walk or just like getting outside after sitting all day. So like I'm always trying to get as much outside time as possible while also still making sure my work's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, then I go to, I like eat and go to bed. It's like I, I'm like grandma. I go to bed at like nine. Um, but yeah. if I'm getting up at 4 a.m., like I need at least like seven hours of sleep. Like that's when I feel my best six to seven. Absolutely. Um, and, and all that's going to change once y'all, once y'all move in together. Oh, as well. uh, yeah. Because that kid does not sleep. That kid, that guy does not sleep. He goes to bed at like 11 and gets up at like 3 34 a.m. I'm like, yeah, it's insane. That's wild. And so yeah. going into that, right? Going into the, uh, into the unknown, right? You can you know, mm-hmm. swear you're going to try whatever until it actually happens. But how have y'all communicated, communicated with each other to make that transition easier? Because, you know, it, and there's going to be challenges that you don't ever see, obviously, but, yeah. um, you know, you have, that, that's a busy day, right? Yeah, and if you is. don't get the workout in then in the morning, then you probably don't get it in anywhere else. I don't see yeah. it happening on a day you're going into the office at least. And right. so, uh, with, with all that that you have going on, right. You have, you know, you're training for two things, full-time job, F45 coach. How are you planning on building in that stuff relationship wise to keep mm-hmm to keep that healthy and um, still keep challenging each other. Right. Cause yeah. that's, that's a big part of it too. Yeah. And that's definitely top of mind for both of us. Um, Justin's actually training for an Ironman, a full Ironman right now. And then he's doing New York city marathon and high rocks as well. So his plate is so full. Um, so we're both kind of in that limbo of like finding time, but I think it just comes back to like communicating. Like, I think we have been like prioritizing if we don't feel like connected that we need to speak up and tell one another. Mm-hmm. And I think we also understand just having similar lifestyles. We get it. That it is just yeah, honestly like a hustle to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing to get things done some days. But we try at least every night to 
make time at least to talk for a little bit, you know, like Mm -hmm. we don't live together right now. So making time at least like 30 minutes, like catch up is like priority for me. Uh, And then every Friday night, usually we're together and Sundays are like our day where we don't really do anything besides spend time with each other and work out together. But like we take the full day and evening just to be together um, and catch up on the week, which is like sad sometimes, like literally that's like our time to catch up. But um, like that to me feels, fills my cup enough for right now. Um, Yeah. But I think it helps that we both understand and like we're coming from the same place. Just like we get we're both so, so busy. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've been trying to like implement like fun things about each other that we do that like really is not distracted from anything else. And we just Mm -hmm. like talk about, you know, the best things that we love about each other, things that we've done or, you know, like just thinking about things throughout the week that made us happy about one another, like just small things like that, I think really makes like a huge conversation and a really, really good one for us. So that's a yeah. little bit about like what we've done. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, the dedicated days helps a lot, right? Yeah. A lot. And, it, and those days will come become like meal prepping and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, but it's still spending time, right? Like we both put down the phone and I think it was on Wednesday. We both just made dinner together and we like made a little bit extra and meal prepped cause we hadn't. And, um, we just got home and got it done. And, you know, uh, the next day, I believe she texted me and was just like, that was nice. And I was like, yeah, like it's and it's never, you know, it's not ideal. Right. Like It's not like going on a date, having a glass, like having yeah. a bottle of wine, having something to eat, all that, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, the the fact that she she's a trainer, like she works out a lot, like she understands. And so yeah. that, that definitely helps. What advice would you give for people that are in relationships in which they don't understand? Right. Mm-hmm. That, you know, not that they're like forcing them into bad habits, but yeah. that, you know, they're not on the same kind of wavelength. What kind of advice would you give? I think it honestly just goes back to communication. Like, I think you really have to, and like, especially in the initial, however long it's been, few months, couple weeks, like really talking through how you're feeling and like making sure that each other's needs are met is like number one, because mm-hmm. I feel like the more you don't speak up and just let everything kind of keep building the worse it always always gets and I think that's (laughs) so hard for a lot of people especially like you said you're stubborn I'm stubborn so I'm working on that right now just saying like if something bothers me right now I'm going to say it and like let's talk about it and figure it out and I think Mm -hmm. that that goes across like either busy like similar lifestyle or totally different lifestyles I think it's like always just making time for one another. Um, Cause at the end of the day, like all that stuff that you're doing is still going to be there tomorrow. But right now, like where you are with the person you love in front of you, like that should be some sort of a priority for that day. And even if it's, you know, the small time that it is like being respectful of that and just being soaking in that time. Um, like, yeah. I think we said earlier, just like time is so important and we don't have it sometimes when we're just constantly filling our buckets with all these different things. But um, it speaks volumes when uh, someone who's really busy takes the time that little they have to give back to you. I think that means the most. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Communication is, you know, I, before the gym and before, you know, deciding to be a trainer, I was going to co- uh, teach English in high school because okay. I wanted to teach people how to communicate because I had some mm-hmm. really good uh, teachers my junior and senior year that taught me 
you know, I was starting to round the corner into my confidence, starting to kind of go to the gym a little bit. And, um, it was more like closed mouths don't get fed and it doesn't mean you're being an asshole. It just means that you're, you're speaking up. Uh And so, um, I would agree, you know, communication is something that, you know, everybody struggles with whether in a relationship or not. And I would recommend that they work on it and be a little bit more selfish and less selfless. So that way at the end of the day, you don't feel like you're empty, right? Like you've poured from your cup all day and no one's pouring into yours. Right. Right. And at the the end of the day, it's not gonna like, it's like when people say, you know, I just need to make time Mm -hmm. or I need to find time. Sorry. They say, I need to find time. I'm like, immediately cut them off. Like you're never going to find time. You have to make it happen or it's not going to happen. And so, so, so true. Yeah. So So we've talked a lot about today. uh, We've talked a lot about relationships. We've talked a lot about, you know, next things coming up for you fitness wise, Mm -hmm. you know, being a woman in the fitness industry, having a nine to five, all of those different things that I think a lot of people can relate to. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, I got to hear some declarations of times for these races that you're going to hit. And in addition to that, you know, where people can follow you, um, how people can interact with you, things like that. Yes, of course. So I'm shooting for the New York City Marathon, fingers crossed. I haven't told anyone this really other than people close to me, but I want to qualify for Boston. So that's sub 330 I'm shooting for. Fuck yeah. Um, So I'm really nervous to say that out loud, but that's the goal. And then for High Rocks, um, I'm doing singles for women. Um, so I'm definitely nervous, but I honestly, I don't really know my baseline yet, but I would love to, I'd love to take home a flag somehow. Yeah. So. Which, which, which event are you most nervous about? Oh, that's a good one. Honestly, I think it's, it's the transitions from running to, I think it's going to be the sled push because that has been the hardest thing for me on my legs to then go run mm-hmm. and then come right back and do and something. The lunges, yeah. Um, that's, that scares me. Um, but yeah, we got some time. Thank God. We have a lot of time. A so. lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my coach was like, you're supposed to, that's when you're, you're supposed to relax. Like your heart rate's supposed to go down during the run. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's when my heart rate's going down. Yeah. For my sure. Heart rate's gonna skyrocket. Well, and is Sam, Sam Tooley, right? Like he, he, he wins like all these high rocks. You know? Yes. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just, you know, he runs like a five thirty mile and I'm like, okay. My heart rate's not going down at five thirty. Exactly, my heart rate's not going down in in general, and so um, that's awesome. Where where can people find find you, talk to you, reach out, all that? Yes. So my I'm like mainly on Instagram. It's Jay Leventry, and that's where I typically respond to everything. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of coming back on TikTok a little bit, so Mm, that's just Jay Leventry. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not very good at it, but Instagram is my my big one. Awesome. Um, well, again, appreciate you taking the time out of your, out of your busy day to, to talk and um, go over a lot of things that I think a lot of people can relate to. And i um, super excited to race over in Dallas. It's going to be interesting to see. You might be racing with, with Victoria if she actually ends up following through with it and, and, we'll and does the race. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'll keep you all connected. But um, again, thank you and I appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Will. Awesome.